This is Hacking the Afterlife podcast with Jennifer Schaefer. Hello, Jennifer. Hi, Richard. How are you? Doing fabulous. How are you? <laughs> uh, you know, the usual amount of chaos. We've got a storm coming in tonight that, you know, they're talking about. I mean, I can't tell if it's artificially uh, created news, you know, loop where they kind of. I don't know. I mean, people are definitely afraid to drive, which is kind of funny. It's not like a snowstorm. Or anything. <laughs> no, it's but true. I've already, had, I've already had people cancel dinners this week because they're afraid. I'm like, that's fine by me because it's. I'm always... well, have you ever been stuck in a snowstorm or, or like any kind of that, those events? Yeah, I have. I have. So, yeah. It is funky when you're out in the road. We were coming back from Vegas once and we had to pull off because I couldn't see the road. And, you know, we were going down the canyon and oh, it was crazy. That's funny. Anyway, all right. I only have you for a short amount of time, but people have been complaining that we aren't online. You know, what are you going to do? I know. Uh, Last week was a little bit rough. Well, I always tell people look, you can always book Jennifer. You know, you don't need me here, right? Anyway, um, but thank you so much. Or they, can book, Appreciate or they it. can book you. Yeah, or they can book me. That's right, a guided meditation. At, uh, you go to uh, richardmartini.com. I think it has all the information there. Um, all right, I know we've only got you for a short amount of time, and so I'm going to beg our friend on the flip side, Luana Anders, to come forward and help us navigate who we're going to talk to today. It's my dad. Very good. Hi, Jim. Um, I didn't think that he was like, I didn't expect him to show up. But now that after this week, I can imagine why. Um, give me a second. And he's like, I'm celebrating seven years. Don't look at it as a because it was really painful. He's showing me how this week was a little painful. It was seven years since he passed. Today is actually the date that he was buried seven years ago. So there's a lot of, um, it was just a little, it was, it was okay. He wants me to talk about the dream. So what happened, I woke up that morning on the 30th and, um, I cried realizing what day it was. And I'm like, I'm just going to go back to sleep. I don't have work till later. I'm just going to go back to sleep. Kind of made sure I didn't have anything but he surprised me and came into my dream state and he was far away. Like we're on a beach. He was with my mom and he was walking with her and I just went running up to him. And I, I distinctly like almost woke myself up and said, don't say he's gone. He's actually here. Don't do what you did last yeah, time. Right. Like, yeah. Yeah. We talked about that. Yeah. Like telling myself that. And and I hugged him and I wasn't letting him go. And I'm like, how can, you know, how, how did you get out? Like, how did you get out of prison? Or how did you get out of this spirit world to be here? And he said, well, it's seven years. And he goes, and your, your birthday is 7-1. And I passed away when I was 71. That was the one thing that linked us. And he's like, and it's seven. So and you're one of seven kids. And I'm just, I got to be able to come spend time with you. And I'm like, well, what are we going to do? You know, and I remember going over my cases because I've been going over a lot of my cases that I've been working on recently. And we were going over that. And then all of a sudden, you know, went into like, I mean, Mormons do this. They have talent shows and we would have a talent show. And my sister was emceeing and my other sister was winning. I remember 
her winning. I'm like, you can't beat Blake. I remember the whole part of it. But meanwhile, my dad was there, you know, and it was just so lovely seeing him. Um, That's sweet. Yeah. And I just remember just to hold on as long as you can, as long as you can. I didn't want to wake up, you know. Yeah. Um, and when I did wake up, I still my heart was still heavy, you know, even though it was I'm like, I can't believe I just had a visitation. That was spectacular. One well, that I, was, I didn't you know, I was think quoting I, your, I was quoting your dad this morning on our forum on Quora, Hacking the Afterlife, you know, talking about how he had come through and, and given you help with grief, you know, how to deal with it and how he had said, yeah. you know, if you can move uh, grief to nostalgia, it helps the healing process. So it's almost yeah. like your loved ones on the other side do, um, you know, a lot of work for us on our behalf. They can help us come through and help us navigate. Is that correct, Jim? Is that what you want to say? Yeah. He's showing me. I have a pretty big meeting tomorrow, and he's showing me. He's like, we're all going to be there. He's like, some yes. people, are, it takes a lot more. <laughs> like, he's scoring like this. He's making fun of me. Like, sometimes it's a lot more work <laughs> or effort. Um, oh, and to ask our loved ones to hold our hearts, like to fill our hearts with love. And I'm, I used to do that when I get sad. And I just kind of forgot to do that, I guess. You yeah. reminded me just now. Well, plus you have to deal with, you know, sadness on a daily basis in your work. You know, I mean, you know, people bring their sadness to you and you're trying to help them, you know, realize that their loved ones still exist. So. I had to, so when I had to go over my cases, another interesting thing that happened, um, I had, it was almost like they had their hands, their, the, the people that have died that I've helped with their cases, like interlocking with my hands and like, we're fine over here. There's no pain. We have zero pain. Just get through what you need to get through. Cause I'm writing about it, about your cases and know that we're okay. You know, and I thought about it and it instantly kind of, it did take away the grief of my grief of going through those cases because some of them were pretty. Well, it's interesting. And uh, I think it was, it's a wonderful afterlife. The book, uh, an attorney reached out to me and she said out of the like a hundred clients that she had, she was defending secondary murderers. She said um, all of them had had a visitation on some level, either a vision or a dream where they're the victim had come to them and said, we're okay. We're home. You don't have to stress. And yeah. she said, but that didn't help them because they had no context for it. And some of them, you know, became alcoholics and took their own lives and whatever. They were all stressed over hearing that because it's not something you can tell anybody. You can't go into court and talk about it. We have no context for it so that people whatever, however they got to the other side, you know, they can't really come forward and tell you about it and you can't share it i mean they do clearly that's what we're doing well and when i work on cases they can't what i say doesn't hold up in a court of law coming from them but i tell my fbi agents or i tell you know my clients i'm like i'm getting it from your energy field from your loved ones say it's you had a you know dream sure. you had some dream or you had like a you know a thought that came and popped into your head and research it. You don't say some blonde in Manhattan Beach, California. That's a psychic. Told speaking me. Of, speaking of dreams and communicating with people off stage, I had someone come by my apartment yesterday, and I wanted to ask Luana if this person wants to come forward and talk to us. Did anybody? Does it have to do with the Beatles at all? Uh, no. Okay. okay. Huh. 
Does it have to do with the word named Paul then? Paul is not one of the, not the name I'm looking for. I'll give you his first name because that's how Jennifer works. His name is Carl. Carl. Carl Sagan? No. Another Carl. Right. Well, I don't know who he is, so that's great. Okay. Well, Luana, you know, he showed up in my apartment and said something in my yes. ear, uh, and I wanted to ask Luana, does he want to come forward and talk to us today? Sure. It's a little soon. So did he just cross over not too recently? He just or? crossed over recently, very recently. It's a little soon. So what does that mean? I'd like to know. No, I just felt it being a little soon. And so I don't know who we're talking about, which is a blessing. Like, yeah, that's why I phrased it that I, way. When I've read people from the other side that are famous, that, that are connected, like, and read their family members, there's a lot of times where I get completely blocked on who they are. Because I don't know. Right. Because you're thinking about them. Well, this is good for this person. So, but let me ask Carl. He's, uh, he's saying but, that he didn't suffer. There's something about him saying that he didn't suffer. He did not suffer. I, All right. That's lovely. You know, you and I do this work every week and we talk to people on the other side. So I'm really curious because he's a friend. I want to know, Carl, who greeted you there, greeted you when you crossed over? His mom did. And his dog. And his dog. Okay. Yeah. He also has a child, I believe, that's over there too. He's saying. Okay. So, child that's over there. All right. I was it or it could be a niece or a nephew, but I felt like there was a child that was over there. Somebody over there that greeted him as well. Um he did a lot of greets. He knew a lot of people, feels like. He knew a lot of people. That's true. He's a very uh well known person. Um so well what <laughs> well known, but not to me. That's you. That's great. And so, but if you want to just walk us through it, Carl, if you don't mind. I mean, you know, if this is too early, we can we can talk to you later on. You can sort of observe what we've been doing. But I, I just wanted to ask you to help people on the planet who are, you know, grieving your loss. What what do you want to tell them? I had a magnificent life. Everybody has ups and downs, but a lot of the a lot of great things came out of bad things or came like, don't lose hope. He's saying, um, I'm feeling like tons of music too. I, but I feel like a director. Is he a director or something? Yes, that's correct. Correct. He directed some, uh, many television shows. Okay. Okay. And also he's an actor. He might, you know, he might show you something that he was in. It's a possibility. I'm going to ask him some questions about friends of his, if I, if you don't mind, you know, if he's got a message for them. So we have a club, we have a friend, a mutual friend named Randall. Is there anything you want to say to Randall? Thank you. That's the first thing you said was thank you. Hold on. I felt like they either worked together or he helped put him on the map a little bit. We did work together. Yeah, that's correct. Um, in fact, that's, I think he directed, uh, Randall directed Carl in one of his first television shows long time ago. Okay. They had a lot of good times. It feels like a lot. Uh, but very good. And uh, I know that Randall was with you, I think a few weeks ago on your birthday, there was a birthday event. Hmm. Yeah. My heart lasted just long enough. So <laughs> my heart think... lasted just long enough. Wow. Yeah. I I feel like he like he felt like he was sick, but then I'm feeling his heart too. So I don't know if it was a combination. Okay. Well, you know, I know there's no 
he's no like one... laughing. He has like a raspy voice. And he's kind of laughing about it. He's like, come on, at my age, there's all sorts of complications. <laughs> so I don't know how old. Um, no, it was a great send off, you said, for his birthday. Very good. Very good. Um, so I know you grew up. So we we spent some time together. We spent about a year together working on a project. And is he from from Chicago? Well, I no, he's from uh, from a town down south. I don't know if you want to show it to Jennifer. I don't even know if she's been there. But you know his his background was so varied. He was such an unusual cat. He played professional yeah. football, okay. and he also he grew up in New Orleans. And then he became quite famous in a movie some years ago, one particular movie, and then many movies. And then, you know, so he's an actor, and then he became a director. And perhaps you've yeah. seen the show The Mandalorian. I don't know if you've seen that. You have not seen it. Okay. He played a character on that. How about to your, the fans of Grief Karga? He knows what I'm talking about. You do not. What, what do you want to tell the fans of Grief Karga? G-R-E-E-F, Grief Karga. Say that again, G-R. G-R-E-E-F, Grief. That was his character's name, Grief Karga. Right. Okay. What does Karga. he want to say to fans of that character? I almost feel like it's crazy how they made him into a meme or something, like a Grief Karga. I mean, I don't know, but it sounds Yeah, no, funny. no, he's quite, he's quite famous as the character that you don't know. Uh, it's fine, which is great. I don't know. He says that the enthusiasm kept the character very much alive, even after it was gone. It oh, that's like. very good. Well put. Of course, our characters live on, right? The things we do in film and television, they live on forever. And our you know, frequency is associated with it. Um, some mundane things. I mean, we used to go have lunch in uh, Ocean Park together, a place called Shoops. Do you, anything you want to say to your friends over at Shoops? weren't you just there i just saw a picture were you just there? i just drove by it like uh, yesterday i thought about going there in his in his honor um i'll forever haunt that place the food was excellent <laughs> okay that's fun so yeah. i mean i've got to ask about your you have two sons and i know you were married a couple of two three times any messages you want to give to your family? He said he was filled with love before and after he left. There's not much more you could ever want in life than to feel the love before you leave and the love after you leave of the people that greeted you. Who were, you, surpri who were you surprised to see on the flip side? He's showing me your buddy. Um, Paxton? Oh my God. Roden? I always groan. Sorry. I always forget packs. Groden. It's all right. It's all right. I think it's better that you're not really thinking about it consciously, but Charles Groden. So that's interesting. Right. And what was that conversation like, Carl? Please. We laughed and we did more laughing than we did speaking. It was the same. Like you just laughed and laughed and laughed. There was just so much to talk about. And like what? Yeah. What would be the content of stuff that you would talk about with Chuck? Please. Well, they were talking about like in the grand scheme of things, the things that they cared about here are so small compared to the things that they really cared. Like the, it's challenging for me to get the right interpretation. Hold on. How funny it is now that we were characters here and we played characters here. It's just, you know, 
Um, it's almost like being judged for the characters you played, which I think is funny. Um, <laughs> Do you mean judged by your fellow actors? That's it. Yeah. So in other words, you run into Charles Grodin and you're saying to him, you know, you played this role, you played that role, you did this thing, which I admired or liked. And then they're saying the same thing to you. Like, I'm aware of your. But it was but it was about life, though. The role in life that you played, father, uh, parent. That's it. You tapped your nose. That means right on. All right, I'm going to do some round robin for you, which is going to be a little unusual because you don't know who this is, which is fine. But you will know the names that I ask. And so I just want you to try to allow Carl to whatever he wants to say, good, bad, or indifferent. But I'm going to name a few people and say, do you have anything you want to say to Sylvester Stallone? Now I know who he is. He's the boxer. He's oh the boxer. Very good. That's Carl. Hi, Carl. That's so funny. Okay. He's too old to be doing the things he's doing. <laughs> I have no idea what Sylvester Stallone is doing, but he's just joking around saying he's too old to be doing those things. <laughs> uh, your friend Arnold, Arnold Schwarzenegger. And what do you want to tell him? That he could still beat him doing that. What is that when you arm wrestling? Arm wrestling. That he, he could still still beat him. <laughs> okay, very good. Uh, and that he loves where he's at now in his life. I think Arnold emotionally, of, spiritually. Yeah, there's a lot of peace. I feel. <clears throat> okay, okay. I'm going to ask him about Adam Sandler. I love the last movie we did. Okay. That's very key. Anything? I don't know that they ever did a just so you they know. They did. They did a. Um, uh, it just went out of my head, but uh, the golf movie that he did, he played in the golf movie. Anyway, Adam wrote some really nice things about him on social media. Um, missing him, John Favreau. Jennifer might not know who that is, but anything for John. He says he needs to slow down. Like there's something about him going really fast, or like he needs to slow down. Okay. He's been doing a lot of work and he created that Mandalorian show and he's okay. on Disney. And so, and I think he's, I don't know. so he's just saying, he goes, he just needs to take a break and smell the flowers. He just needs to be, um, he's doing great things, but we can't even talk to him because his mind is always busy. <laughs> What's always busy? His mind. Oh, his mind so, is always busy. Like okay. they, tell me to, they tell me to calm down. <laughs> when I'm, you know, my brain gets all, which... um, you know, and just because I can't do this. I mean, like I say, Carl and I had a lot of laughs together, a lot of fun together. He's the mo one of the most charming, uh, witty, sweet people I've ever met in my life. Love my family. Always, always kind, generous, warm hearted and hilarious and would tease me relentlessly. He does seem super funny. And he was handsome. So handsome, <laughs> but he also would loves to loves to tease me, and this is what happened. I heard his voice teasing me yesterday, but uh, so I'm going to ask him about some other people on the flip side, people that he worked with, like Michael Jackson. Have you talked to him at all? He was there to greet him. Was that a surprise or a shock or or what was that like? It was a lot of laughter too. Like, dude, 
<laughs> what, what, what happened with all of us? But not in a bad way, he's saying. Not in a bad way, but just like he applauded. Like there was a lot that um, I need to get this right. Let me just make sure I'm getting this right. So how would you say that? He applauded him for his character that he played and how difficult it was. He, and that he you're talking about Carl talking to Michael. Yeah. Yeah, the di and that topic came up today. Somebody was asking about, you know, Michael's journey and how he had said to us that he was proud of not only the music, but also the controversy around his life because both brought things to light and both were part of the journey that he signed up for. And right. so that was an interest. So Carl's confirming that in an unusual way to congratulating for. It's like a standing, you know, like having a standing ovation, like, wow, you played the craziest, most difficult character and you did it. You and you try to do it with grace. <laughs> you try to, you know, with what you were dealt with. And beautiful. Here's more round Robin, Pedro Pascal. Anything for your friend? Pedro, um, keep winning those awards, buddy. <laughs> uh, there's a very unusual sequence now because of the Super Bowl. You had an ad that that uh, you had shot, Carl, called for FanDuel with uh, Ron Gronkowski. And now they have to edit you out of it, you know, because they're freaking out, which is goofy. Because, of course, why not honor the person who did? But anyway, any message for Ron? I don't know how well you knew him. Leave me in it. What are they doing? <laughs> I think they should. It's almost like it feels like a Pepsi commercial. Like, come on, dude, just leave me in it. It's a commercial. Yeah. yeah fan duel. It's called. Anyway, I, you know, when, when you don't see them in the ad, you'll well, they, have to do what they, ha they have to do what they have to do. They don't want it like to put me in a drink that, you know, somebody else might think that they killed me or, or it killed me. <laughs> oh, that's right. So Carl, listen, yeah. people out there on the planet miss you terribly. But I want you to, and you have such great insight. So please, is there anything we can tell people to convince them that life goes on? Or is that not possible? So it doesn't matter if you do know that life goes on. But boy, he says, boy, it's so much more fun if you do know. Think about all the things you can receive from that. Like, you know, I've something that you've been telling everybody for your whole life, like meditate, right? And now that I've started doing that, and yes, I talk to the other side, and yes, I do know it, it exists. But I had a had an interesting conversation with my son. He's like, how do you know that you're just not, you know, talking to a computer or talking to like a mass computer that knows everything? I'm like, Jack, if you think of, you know, a god like that or boot, like maybe, you know, I mean, if I didn't physically see it, I probably wouldn't believe it, but I physically see spirits going in and out of even the computer screen that I'm, when I'm doing Zoom, I could see the spirit coming, giving them information. Oh, wow. wow. So there's not, and I can see it doing to me too. So it's, it's something that if I didn't physically see it, I probably wouldn't have believed it, but yes, it comes from individuals. Yes. You know, when I go to bed at night, my room is packed. That's just what I see, you know, but if I didn't see that, it might've been challenging for me because I'm just too pig-headed to like you know so I had to figure it out and I know that's why they that's why I see it but you don't have to see it but you can feel it feeling it's even better and and musicians if you know if you do music like you know 
being open to that idea that they can come by and talk to you and that you have access to them is pretty spectacular. The biggest thing that keeps people away is not believing that they could. Yeah, they could. And guess what? Just like with my dad's dream, if I didn't believe he was alive still, he would have left my dream because, and not that he would have left, but my mind supersedes everything. So powerful. And so um, give me one more second with him. Okay. He's like, do a lot more dancing. Do a lot more things that make you feel uncomfortable. (laughs) Play those difficult roles. And then play the characters that are heroes. Be your own hero. You know, how did you help someone today? How did you love yourself? How did you care for yourself, you know, have a relationship with your body, making sure it gets what it needs and don't give up because someone, I know it's probably for me. Don't give up because someone doesn't like your character. What do you mean? Just, he's just saying, I don't know what he means. He just means that if somebody doesn't like you, don't give up because one person doesn't like you keep going because somebody's going to love the character that you are. You know? Yeah. Oh, it was like, you know, how Seinfeld got turned down how many times? Oh, right, right. And then, you know, I mean, and then it wasn't one of the agents that turned it down had a big poster of them to remind them of how they let that go. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, So, Carl, just in terms of your visual of what you're seeing, you know, when you see people, are you seeing? Go ahead. Say again. I see them, but it's translucent. It's not, you know, in form. It's not like here. He's like, oh my God, it was so heavy here. He goes, everything's heavy here on this earth, on this planet. Density, He's like, gravity. Yeah, they just show me going boom, 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 like being able to tr- go really, really fast, you know. Traveling at the speed of thought, we've heard that. And to different galaxies. Have you been to any different galaxies? I know it's only been a day or two, but. He's like, I'm waiting for my passport. So there's something I think that he has to have before he goes. No, it's something interesting. I, I happened to, because uh, I went to this thing, Contact in the Desert last summer, and then they invited me back and they showed Close Encounters of the Third Kind outdoors. And I didn't realize you were in the movie, Carl, because there you are, one of your first roles in the film. So uh, any comments that you want to make about Close Encounters or folks off planet it's very real more real than we know it's very real and more real than we know but listen you were also a spiritual person you uh you were a church going loving go ahead hanging out with tina turner he's hanging out with tina okay very good and what was that like to see tina he's so so he's like love at first sight (laughs) <laughs> like just so excited he's like it was twofold seeing her means i knew that i was gone but it was beautiful and are you aware of the relationship between tina and Luana, our moderator in the class yeah that's what he was trying to show me yeah so yes, there everyone's connected me. sorry yeah so Luana was a close friend of tina I know what he should show me he just showed me all the connections through you too 
like how many people you are connected to is insane as well. Yeah, and I think, listen, I think that's true of everyone. I mean, we just aren't aware of it, but you know, it's six degrees of Kevin Bacon. You know, we all have met or know somebody who knows or met somebody. And in this case, it's very specific. Luana was very close with Tina Turner. They were in the same gangyo together. Uh, Nam Myoho Renge Kyo, the, you know, Buddhist group here in Los Angeles. Good pals. And, and now they're both on the flip side. And so anybody that they knew is capable of connecting. Uh, you know, the fact that Carl worked with Michael Jackson so many years ago, you know, I know why they weren't hanging out so much, but here, you know, he could see him and reconnect and laugh. And to Charles Grodin, of course, I don't think uh, Carl met him in his lifetime, but certainly he knows him now because I knew him very well. So listen, I think it's just- That's, I guess that he was surprised by Charles, right? That's what he said. Yeah, I asked who surprised you and he that said, Charles. yeah. And I think that's wonderful to just consider for a minute, which is the people that you least think might show up to say hello to you are over on the flip side saying, hey, I know you through so-and-so and blah, blah, blah. I appreciate what you did for people or what you were like. And, you know, Carl, beloved, beloved guy that he is and was, you know, that's, there's a guy who made people's hearts move in different ways throughout the planet. So there's going to be so many who want to say hello to him and talk to him. What's a good way to talk to you, Carl, if somebody wants to talk? Whatever character you like the most. Like for me, I remember him from Rocky, right? I don't remember him from other things, but whatever character you liked the way that he played the most, he'll show up as that. <laughs> I liked him as Combat Carl. He was in <laughs> Toy Story, the you know the later Toy Stories, and he played this guy who never gives up. <laughs> And never lets you down. And so I would always tease him about that whenever I saw him, you know. That's very cute. Um, he says that's the easiest way. Think of the character that they played and then invite them in and ask questions or. Just be open to receiving messages. That's the biggest hurdle that people have to get over. Very that's good. what it feels like. Very good. Yeah, I had and he a... really enjoyed his time with you. You guys ran into each other like a couple months ago. He says we did, and my son reminded me we were at the Directors Guild, and you know, he I was... don't know that. That's just you don't know. That. No, it was a, and my son reminded me. He's like, we just saw him the other day. Um, yeah. yeah. What can I say other than every time we saw you, Carl, we always got a big kick out of your smile and your presence. And he says it truly is a blink being on the, this planet, like the, how quickly it goes. You just blink and it's over. And he's just, he just says, I'm so grateful for how loved I was and how much love that I felt from both sides. But I was extra grateful the fact that I knew that our lives, you know, I knew that I would continue on. He goes, having that reassurance helped me cross over too. How did you know that? Just something inside of me said that we did. And my faith in God. That's yeah. great. That's very cool. <laughs> He's like, and don't get caught up on the terminology either. Right. In terms of, you know, what we're going to call something a specific. Right. Like you know, that holds everybody back. Yeah. As soon as you get into a debate over what a word means. But. All right, Carl, anything you want to say just in terms of our our 
audience, anything you want to pass along he about the plan? Excited that he got behind the rope <laughs> or made it in front of the rope. He made, um, made it into Luana's classroom. Anybody yeah. we should vote for in this upcoming election? Like it's getting crowded here. Um, hold on. Just vote. Vote with your heart. Okay. You know, he used to say something at the end of all of his uh, Twitter feed. Two words. Be peace. I don't know where he came up yeah. with it, but if you could reflect love, on that. Like, just like love, love, same thing. Same right? thing. Love, love. Love what love is. Be the peace that you want in others. Vote for peace. Like vote, be that. Vote for love. Okay. Wow. Carl, thank you so much. We miss you. Uh, what can I say other than, and thanks, Jim. I didn't mean to knock you out of the chair there for a minute, but. I needed to talk to him. And I, it's so weird that I always know that he's here for sure if we're talking. But when it's on my own, you know, I'm like, is it? Is he here? Like, yeah. it's one of those. It's my imagination, et cetera, et cetera. Well, and it's good to hear that someone like Carl, who only left the planet two, two or three days ago, you know, is so present and able to talk about this, you know, in such detail. And I mean, it also jennifer's ability to hear and see and sense what he's saying and translate that and luana helping as we've heard she helps people on the flip side over there to communicate to jennifer so it's a very unusual process we have here and carl you're always welcome i don't get it right away it's better he's like that's the reason why we didn't give you my name right away because you didn't know and it makes it better because otherwise even if i do get it I still didn't really know him, you know, but yeah, yeah, but you wouldn't be thinking about Apollo Creed as opposed to our buddy Carl. Right. Exactly. Okay. okay. Thank you so much, Jennifer. We appreciate it. We appreciate your gifts, Carl. We will catch you on the flip side, brother. And Jim, thanks always coming for, and thanks for bringing us your daughter to the planet. <laughs> Bye. Bye. Love you. Love, love. This has been Hacking the Afterlife podcast with Jennifer Schaefer. For more information, jenniferschaefer.com, martinizone.com, or richmartini.com. Hacking the Afterlife documentary is available on Amazon Prime. This has been Hacking the Afterlife podcast. For more information, 
jenniferschafer.com, richmartini.com, or martinizone.com. To watch the film Hacking the Afterlife, go to gaia.com via Amazon Prime. This has been hackingtheafterlife.com with Jennifer Schaefer. For more information, jenniferschafer.com, martinizone.com, or see the documentary Hacking the Afterlife on gaia.com via Amazon Prime. Copyright Richard Martini, All Rights Reserved, 2021. Hacking the Afterlife podcast, copyright Richard Martini, All Rights Reserved, 2021. This has been Hacking the Afterlife podcast. Thanks for tuning in. We'll catch you on the flip side.